Hello friends, this is Joseph from Homo Sound. We started Homo Sound with one intention, which is to connect people in the music industry and help artists, promoters, label owners, Spotify curators, and other people who work in the music industry to spread their message and get known by an audience who is interested in that. And as a byproduct, we help that some of these insights that we share in these chats will help and inspire other of us. Without further ado, enjoy today's guest. Paul and Dave in Art Abstract Division are two prolific DJs, producers, and so much more. Dave not only pursues another job, he also performs masterings for other producers and recently restarted his old label, Audio Sculpture. Paul is now the working manager of Shelter Amsterdam and also the founder of the label Dynamic Reflection. Even though they both live in different cities, the duo manages to create music together. And with Dynamic Reflection, they also allow up-and-coming artists to release music with the makeshift series The Nursery. And as if this wasn't really enough, Paul and Dave also run their own party Decode in Rotterdam. Their mantra, if you have faith, you know it's real and it will happen. In our highly anticipated chat with the duo, they tell us about the importance of discipline, hard work, and making a most out of every experience, while at the same time prioritizing genuine taste in the music they create, select, promote, and play. In this interview, we also talk about the impact of coronavirus on the music scene for both promoters and artists. And we talk about why running your own label can be a great way to give space to music you like. They're all social media and music and finding your own success. Enjoy. Thank you again for joining. Uh, I know we, we tried to reschedule it for a while. Yeah, for yeah. ADE, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took a while. Yeah, sorry, man, for that. No worries, no, no worries. Like, uh, we, we made it. So that's the most important thing. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. Yeah. Um, it, basically, um, basically the, yeah, the, the idea is uh, to, for people who are uh, like everyone else, like locked in the room, like, uh, uh, how are you doing you guys approaching your days uh, your music production uh, your label work yeah well we're home since uh, the second weekend of march now and um holland is not in total lockdown but they speaking about intelligent lockdown so you're still able to go out to uh have a walk outside or go have grocery shopping or whatever but they recommend don't go together or don't uh, go in people home with friends and still have uh, like a Parties. house party or something you know because people were, weren't taking it seriously at the beginning but nowadays i think everybody is awake now and uh, we try to avoid as much uh, yeah uh, social contact as possible yeah. as possible so um <laughs> we had a you know this house party app probably you know right yeah 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 so we had like a, a digital meeting uh last weekend huh? with a bunch of friends just we're all in the studio just drinking beer and having fun but <laughs> in a virtual way which was kind kind of cool and um yeah the, yeah the clubs are closed so uh all the gigs are cancelled yeah um but yeah, on a positive note, like you you said, it's it's also uh, good to finally spend some time in the studio more because since we both have still day jobs, 
it's quite uh, difficult for us to find time to go into the studio with the gigs during the weekend. Um, so yeah, getting back on track with promos because I'm still behind like four or five hundred promos and uh, digging into your own vinyl collection for some hidden gems and finally having the time to digital digital digitalizing old records. Uh um so that from that perspective it's not a bad thing you know no uh, you can spend some more time on that and, uh, yeah it is and also nice to do some uh, chores from uh all in at home you know uh, which is on my to-do list for ages like uh, cleaning the basement for instance <laughs> and uh, yeah basically basic stuff you know yeah do, do you guys share do you live in the same place or you leave several. No, 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 no. That's one of the reasons why we can't produce like uh, every weekend or something. Like, uh, I live in Den Bosch and Paul lives in Utrecht, which is like uh, 45, 40, minutes, 45, 45 minutes. 45 minutes ride yeah. with the train or the, the car. So, our computers are uh, synced to each other. So, if he finishes something, I can go on with that and otherwise yeah that's, yeah that's a cool thing so, yeah, we, so we can still work yeah. on music uh on the same projects even if we're not together that's yeah. amazing but we of course we prefer to to sit in the studio together yeah. it works better if we yeah. were we're really together in the studio so uh, yeah the flow is different yeah. probably you have a what? Yeah, the flow is different you have a better flow, the flow is different. yeah, yeah and sure. sometimes it happens that i work on a certain sound or whatever or, or arrangement that dave doesn't like or otherwise you know and <laughs> then it's just a waste of time yeah <laughs> so uh but yeah and it's, it's super it's super interesting and how do you sync the computers you use uh draw uh well that's i can tell you something about that uh that's very easy or easy it's a program called Sync. Mm -hmm. um, it's um, basically a P2P uh, program, uh, and you can choose folders which are linked together. So um, our plugins, our plugins in Ableton, um, they are named the same way. So um, we share our samples map, our, our complete Ableton user map. We share, we, we share our samples map. So everything is. Uh, constantly updated, so that's why we can open the same projects. The basically the the hard disk is in the cloud, something like yeah. that. Yeah, not really in the not cloud. Not really because uh, it's not in the cloud, but it's it's constantly updated. It's syncing with each other. It's syncing yeah. with yeah. each other. Well, yeah. interesting is I'm gonna look it up as well because then it's super useful when you are. Uh, I can send you the link because there are more sync programs. Yeah, uh, it's a very you have to pay uh, pay once in a lifetime like. 35 euros and you're done for the rest of your life. That's amazing. So that's, yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. It's handy because I, I, uh, I had a crash uh, in the last year and uh, all the, the things were still on his hard disk, you know. So it's, it's a special. Uh, he could, he could like, copy my hard disk and he had all the projects back. Yeah. Again, so yeah. That, that, that's amazing. And do you, do you need to buy also storage online or, uh, or it's. No, no, no. Wow. It's only one, one, one in a lifetime, 35 euros. Yeah, and you just have to uh, yeah. buy a, a separate hard disk. I think, uh, right? They're very good. They, they update the program like in once in two months or something. So it's really, really good service, I think. Wow. Yeah, yeah. it's super cheap. Yeah, I will send you a link later, okay? Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Thank you. Yes. 
And uh, amazing, yes, moving on to one of the things that, is, that links you two together, which is dynamic reflection. Uh, how did the label mm -hmm. come about? Uh, and, and one thing that might be interesting for the audience is uh, how much do you think is important for an artist to have their own platform where they can release music? Uh, I, I think uh, I started the label in 2008 um, when I was working at Triple Vision besides my uh, my study because i was uh, studying in rotterdam and then uh, i i got a job via basmoy from mord records he was also working there um and i was just basically working in the um, uh, the distribution downstairs so uh, packing all the records and stuff and then uh, put them into the shelves mm -hmm. It was good for your knowledge, you know, uh, you, you, and you get first pick on the, on the, on the new records, which, which was great. Yeah. Uh, and then we started making music in 2011 or 12 yes. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, at some point it kind of grow, grow, grew uh, organically with uh, Dave and me taking the, la the label to, to, yeah. Yeah. To the next step, it has become very important for us, of course, because it's a home base where you can release on. And yeah, uh, yeah. The reason why I started it back in the day was uh, because I felt it was a time during the minimal hype, like the German minimal hype, and there was a lot of hard techno slash the schranz, you know, from Germany with uh, Sven Wittekind, Franke Witta, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I didn't really feel comfortable uh, with both of the genres. So that was the reason why I actually started a label to put out music that I liked and my friends around me yeah. liked. So um, with that in mind, I think it's super important to have a, your own platform to put out music that you want to put out and you decide when it comes out and how it sounds and yeah nowadays there are a lot of ways and easy ways actually now to as a young or talented artist or producer to put your music out there because back in the day uh there was just vinyl and now it's, it's also possible to start a digital label for instance you know and uh, <laughs> Actually, um, the vinyl sales is, is getting more difficult than, uh, every every day. Um, there's still a, a, a certain group of people who still want to support the the vinyl industry, but even for us, we don't play a lot of vinyl anymore. We yeah. we still at buy home, it at home, at home and, and we like yeah. to collect like certain albums or yeah. vinyl only releases, whatever. But in our DJ sets or or yeah. if we're touring, we actually don't bring a lot of vinyl. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it makes sense. And and now being a, the, the digital world means also that there's more labels that are putting out music. Yes. Sometimes I, I get the feeling that uh, artists are, are saying uh, the the only way for me to actually get my music out is if is if I send lab, uh, music to other labels, so they don't mm -hmm. think too much about starting their own label because it seems too much work. Yeah. Uh, people are afraid of like nobody will listen. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, um, that it, you need to create a certain uh, following, uh, and my label is uh, um, is now doing. 11, 11 years, I think this year, yeah. yeah. And and when did you start it? Uh, I started oh, in 2001. 2001. Yeah. 
Well, but well, you stopped in because we had some uh, years we stopped like in 2012 i think from we had six years pause so uh, yeah. yeah but yeah nowadays if you want to put out your music it's super easy you can just start a, yeah. a digital label yeah. um and um, the only thing is that uh, or the only thing or uh, you know because of that a lot of a lot of crap is coming out to you yeah. know and uh, it's it's like uh, on, the, on the other way it's good that a lot of people have the freedom to make what they want of course but uh, there's a lot of crap coming to you yeah. know? and so, there's a lot of different platforms like uh, YouTube like you said Spotify, Deezer, SoundCloud, uh, uh, Mixcloud, whatever you have so many different platforms now where you can share your music with each other so yeah. That's a good development, I think. Yeah, it is a good development, and it's more accessible to everyone. Uh, it, what, what platforms or uh, formats do work better for for your labels? Um, I we we stopped doing SoundCloud or updating SoundCloud with every release because we saw we didn't solve a lot of engagement on that. Um, but yeah, I think YouTube is one of the, the most important for us now and yeah maybe spotify is becoming one of the m more important um uh platforms and of course the the digital um, record stores like uh bandcamp and uh, beatport and, and, and uh yeah. you know download and yes yeah, i think it's very important that it comes there because otherwise you really have to search on bandcamp only you know and that can be cool but then you will not have a big reach i think no it's more for the niche i think and for yeah. the hats yeah and bandcamp uh, the bandcamp is of course very important because uh, i think still a lot of people go there who really want to support you directly yeah so that yeah that is, is super important also because the revenue share is bigger you you see the revenues right away you see the response of people right away yeah. yeah but in, in terms of sales um bandcap for for us for 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 our label it's it's not that big to be honest no, no. i think beatport is still the the most important one to uh to get revenue from yeah because of the i i believe it's because of dance music is beatport is the leading platform so people still go there yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. i know uh, to be honest you know a lot of people are talking shit shit about beatport but if you're really uh, you can find a lot of old, old gems, you know, like they, they are all dig, digital, how do you call it? Yeah, digitalized. Digitalized, yeah. and you can really find good things if you search for it. So, you know, it has a, it has a good point too, so, yeah, I think. Yeah, it is quite, they do a good job of like flagging a new uh, new releases. So if you, if you yeah. go there and dig there and every week, you find good stuff. Yeah. 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 And, and, I know you, you both have like a, had released a lot of, quite a lot of music. Like, uh, how do you approach releases? Do you have a schedule or you just go with whatever you produce music and when you feel it's good, you release it? Honestly, we used to have a kind of a strict schedule, but because of the work overload we both had with our day jobs and playing every weekend and trying to make music uh, yeah. during time, it got a bit uh uh how do you say overwhelming. this um, overwhelming yeah. we we didn't pay uh, the attention it needed to the label i think uh so at this point it's more like if we have a release ready 
we send it to the mastering. When it comes back, yeah. we upload it to the Triple Vision server, and they tell us when they can release it. Yeah. And uh, it used to be quite close to each other, and now there's more there's like more, uh, in between time yeah. in between, like uh, every two months or something, yeah. like something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Luckily, luckily, we have the privilege that uh, every track we made will be released on uh, something we we never have, or we. Maybe with one or two tracks which are never released. Which no, no, yeah, but I, I think you also mean in terms of releasing music from other artists, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, both, both from your from your shadow and also from other artists. Yeah, yeah, I think it's also as an artist for us uh, that we um, we know a lot of people over the years, you know, and it's for us it's easier now to release our music because. We have a direct line with certain labels or certain artists. But I remember back in the day, if you wanted to put your record out or get a record released, uh, you really, uh, sometimes you send out like 10 demos and you didn't get any feedback from anyone, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, well, that, that has changed luckily. So. Yeah. For us now, um, if we look at the Nightmare Reflection, our our demo inbox is just like <laughs> stacked with, with with good music. Yeah. But yeah, also some shit music, you know. And it takes a lot of times to pick the cherries from the uh, from the cake, you know. Yeah. Do, do you accept the unsolicited demos? So someone that sends you a demo just through your email, or you prefer to ask people to send you demos? Uh, we have a demo inbox, okay. so we have a demo uh, address, and uh, we try to keep up with it, but it's almost impossible. So actually, we spoke about this uh, yesterday, and we have still like uh, almost one thousand one thousand demos to go wow. through. So, <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And uh, on your question. Um, uh, because I'm still quite a lot on Facebook and uh, especially on Messenger, I, I do get a, I do get a lot of uh, people who send demos uh, via Messenger because yeah. they have a directly uh, answer or you know yeah. like so most of the things I will send to Paul if it's interesting yeah or my own label too by the way Dave so. does most of the shifts and when it's really good he shares it with me and says hey Paul this is a good demo check it out and then we we both. Together we decide if it's if we're gonna release it or not. Yeah. yeah. It, it, when when you get a let's say a piece of good music, do you consider other factors when you want to sign the music? For instance, uh, how big is the artist? What kind of person they are? No, 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 no music. not anymore. No, we used to do it in the beginning because we saw it back in the sales. If we released a record, a vinyl record from uh, a young talented artist, which didn't have a, a, a proper profile yet. The, we didn't sell the record, you know. We only sold like maybe 100 copies, and we pressed like 350 copies. Then we, we have a back stock of 250 copies, so that always costed us a lot of money. But now, especially with the nursery, we don't, uh, yeah. if it's good, yeah. and we don't care about the profile, you know, it's and about that, the music. And that way, it's it has become a bit more fair because we only we, we release music we really like, you know, yeah. and which which is where we we would play in our own dj sets that's probably the the, the most important rule for us yeah. if we if we would play it in our sets it's good enough to release yeah. but in terms of quality um 
we put the bar a bit uh, higher now yeah. because also in terms of mix downs and stuff, it took uh, in the beginning. Dave was helping out with mix downs from talented artists who are not that experienced in in that uh, um, corner. In that corner, yeah. so. Um, yeah, now if the mix is, if the, if the tracks or the concepts are really good, they can have another chance to uh, reset the mix down. Resend the mix down again and, oh. and try to have another look on the mix. And if it that and if it comes back and it still sounds shit, then we we probably decline in it. And but usually uh, the Most, second time yeah. it's always getting better. And then uh, yeah, nine out, nine times out of ten or eight times out of ten we sign it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is great. So you essentially made it more fair for people that, like, even unknown for artists. Sure. Yeah, because also for sure we know how difficult it was to get your music signed back in the day. Yeah. Nowadays it's different for us, you know. But like the eight uh, eight years ago, it was super yeah. difficult to get your music out there. You know. So and, you know, if you're uh, if you're honest, there um, it's amazing how ma how many good producers are out there. You know, like your young kids or yeah. younger kids who really have. To, so much talent so it would be stupid to give that not attention you know yeah really agree. and it's, it feels good to uh because we have a, a very good promo list uh, build up over the year and it feels good to give these young talented artists a proper platform uh that the big djs are playing the tracks you know which is amazing of course yeah it's amazing for them as well because it encourages people to like i'm yeah i'm pretty sure that like there's a lot of artists who are good or can be very good but like maybe nobody cares about them and they eventually drop it but by doing yeah. this you allow them you give them like a platform you encourage them to you give them some attention some help and you encourage them to keep yeah going. it yeah. feels amazing yeah. man if you yeah. see like uh, we sent out a promo from uh, a young talented artist on the nursery and uh, you see a movie uh, of uh, Rotat is playing it on Awakening Festival something yeah. like that yeah. <laughs> how, how cool is that it's super cool yeah. yes yeah, yeah. 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 I'm yeah. sure it's super useful for them they feel like appreciated they feel like someone is really caring about them it's, it's great yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the point, right? Sharing music with each other. Yeah. Yes, amazing, really good to hear. And and I know, so you are a duo, a producer, artist duo, but you also have your own unique jobs. So, Paul, you are the booker of Shelter Amsterdam, and and I'm gonna ask the same question to you, Dave. Paul, how do you split your time? Because now you have kind of two full-time jobs, if not three. It's just super difficult. It's getting dip more difficult every uh, every week, to be honest. Uh, also, uh, I'm getting a bit older now. I'm 35, and um, actually, I'm thinking about this every day how to keep it up because um, there's so many uh, projects in the air. You know, the label uh, we want to make music with DJing, the the job at shelter, and it's. All the things are so time-consuming that it's super difficult to to try and uh, focus on all the different projects. So I think at some point I need to decide to cut down one of the projects, like maybe shelter or maybe even DJing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it becomes too much, and that's it's a con it's a constant struggle for years already. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a hustle like for for a lot. Yeah, yeah, you know, but uh, when you were young, you had more energy, you know, and uh, you can uh, 
you can go uh, all out like uh, three days a week, for instance, uh, during the weekend. And uh, on Monday, you were still fresh, you know. And now if we uh, played in uh, Italy, for instance, and uh, we did uh, another festival uh, on a Saturday, then on a Tuesday, I'm getting a bit like, okay, I'm feeling okay again. On Wednesday, I'm probably we're 100%. And then on Thursday, the whole circus starting again, you know. So... Um, <laughs> and it's a constant evolving struggle every week so yeah yeah, yeah. And, and plus not even accounting for relationships uh, like uh, the, yeah of course the usual yeah, things we, well, both, uh, we, we both have girlfriends so yeah, we live together with our yeah. girlfriends so uh, yeah. yeah in terms of socializing with your friends and your girlfriends it's, it's uh, also all possible. It's, uh, you know to be honest it's almost impossible you have to sacrifice some things you know yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's super tough and, and Dave you, you, you so you run the label you produce music you DJ yeah, well, I do uh, a lot too. Um, I I took um, even a, a daytime job with it, uh, not not the whole day, but a part-time job. But I really have to do this because I want to be uh, sure that I have enough money to pay the rent and you know to buy things and to go to go, to go on vacation sometimes. Um, next to that, I do a lot of mastering. The last time for the last year years. And that's really going great. So that's another thing I earn money with, which I'm really happy with. Uh, but it's a bit the same as Paul said. You really have to balance everything and you don't have as much energy you had before, you know? Yeah. Um, maybe the difference with me is that I'm, to be honest, I'm always busy with music, you know? Uh, it's, I, I really like 12 hours a day or something like that. It's all, mostly always connected with music, so... For me, maybe it doesn't feel really like a job, but of course it costs a lot of energy. Yeah, but for me it's yeah. the same thing, you know, in terms of uh, being a booker for Shelter, it's still connected with the music industry, but it's on a total different level because it's not very creative level, it's more business level, you know, and you have to deal with politics and uh, business meetings and budgets and... Uh, uh, yeah, that there's so many that doesn't bullshit that doesn't feel, that doesn't feel uh, creative I think yeah no. much creative and there's more yeah. there's more people involved uh, in the decisions uh, more heads definitely yeah 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 yeah, yeah. probably, yeah. probably yeah. More, it's, it's probably harder to run it because you have uh, rent to uh, essentially to pay you have a lot of money to, to on the line every every weekend essentially yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there's a, it's a big responsibility which is cool at one at the other hand but on uh yeah it's also uh stressful at the other the other part yeah, yeah, that, yeah. i can imagine i mean it's, it's a lot of work. especially for you because you are really um have a lot of responsibility as, as a booker of course yeah and i'm a perfectionist as well yeah. which is also uh, not ideal <laughs> <laughs> it's great but it doesn't help sometimes it doesn't help. no 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 it doesn't it surely doesn't help no no for sure yeah and and so just to cover it talking a bit about your uh, booker uh, work like uh, what do you look for when you look for artists that you want to book uh, my job is to get the club full every weekend you know and um we don't run a techno club, we run a techno, underground techno and house club. But it's based in Amsterdam and in Amsterdam you have a lot of politics going on because you have like a lot of big players, big promoters like Awakenings, Digital. Um, you have another big club, the school, the school of course. 
Um, you have Deckmantel, and uh, to be honest, the big promoters are controlling the market. So for me, um, the biggest achievement is to get a proper lineup within the exclusivity periods and stuff, um, which makes sense. And on Friday, we do usually techno, and on Saturday, we usually do house. Um, but with all the external factors, it's super difficult to get certain artists inside your club, even if you're a, a well-known internationally uh, loved club. Um, it's not like that everybody wants to play for shelter, you know, uh, or maybe they do want to play a shelter, but they're not allowed to play a shelter because they play in awakening, they're playing digital, you know, so there's, uh, it's a it's also kind of a big struggle to to make it work and and you have to in that point you have to be very creative to make sort of line of between like you also need always need one big headline every weekend but it's the um, uh, say that? Wait. Uh, yeah no, the the biggest challenge is i think to make it like uh, a, a a good um i would say story but i mean i always try to look for a, a young talented local to warm up the floor then put an interesting upcoming artist into the middle or something and then put the headline on the closing slot or on the prime time slot and something like that that's usually something i try to achieve every weekend and regarding our decode parties it's a bit different because there we can program a bit more what we really both like yeah uh, of course we still have to keep in mind that uh, the, the the people are coming but uh, yeah we can a little bit do more our own thing you have to it, as a promoter sometimes you have to book stuff you 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 don't like on a personal note but what makes a good booker that you know um how to make a creative program and balance it out between like triple a headliners which which you know you they're gonna sell out the club and they're gonna pay the bills but next to that you also have to to give um some upcoming talented artist or new refreshing artist a stage to develop them themselves and i think the combination between that it's the perfect combination. Yeah, and it, it's hard work. It's uh, it's not easy because you need to. Sometimes you it's it's very little, and then the club is not full enough. So you you lost yeah. money. Uh, especially in Amsterdam, you know, it's a small country. Uh, um, most of the important clubs are within a reach of one hour or maybe ninety minutes. Uh, right, you know. Um, Ut Utrecht, Rotterdam is still quite close. The Hague. Um, so you're you're constantly dealing with executivity periods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean it's, it's it's pretty packed the whole year with festivals. With uh, yeah, it's, it's insane. Every year it's getting worse and worse. Yeah. Insane. Well, not this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't think there won't be any summer festivals this year. No, I don't think so. Too. It's crazy, you know. Like uh, yeah. And now that we we're talk we, we're touching on uh, on. Probably in the current situation, like 
how did your life change in the last month? Like from a, let's talk about from the promoter perspective, for instance, with Decode, uh, I guess you were planning parties for the next six months. We had our, uh, actually this weekend, we, uh, the 4th of April would be our next uh, Decode event, which we didn't announce. So we, we, oh, we, 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 we announced it, but yeah. we canceled it. Yeah. And the next one would be on the 13th of June. Yeah. And we already canceled this one as well because um, the clubs are cl are closed until the first of June now. Um, so basically, for Shelta, I cancelled all the events for the, until the first of June. But to be honest, I don't think it it will happen until September, something like yeah. that. It's crazy to think about it, but I think it's uh, realistic. Really silly. We're not going to be over it. And also, if the situation is under control, it wouldn't be very responsible to uh, go out with all like different nationalities and uh, you know how it goes when people use drugs or alcohol. They're getting less responsible, and uh, to be in a club or on a on a small space with thousands of people. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I, it doesn't moment. feel very responsible at this yeah. point. So um, yeah. It's tough. We have no idea, man, what's going to happen in the next few months. It is very tough. And, and it, so that's the booker perspective. And from the artist's perspective, uh, how much has you, you basically had a lot of gigs that were cancelled? A lot of gigs. We had a really good time coming up. So we, uh, also, like, it's really sad to see. The saddest thing for me personally is like we played Awakenings quite a lot, but we never played the gas holder, which was on my list for ages to my, my bucket list it was on, on top of my bucket list to do <laughs> yeah. yeah but my only wish is that like we will somehow make the best out of the situation meaning that we will use it to yeah maybe maybe things will change after this i don't know yeah yeah hopefully uh changing topic a little bit moving away from uh, yeah. all this uh <laughs> one of the things like the um, that I think is it come, keeps on coming up in, in people's mind is is the social media. How mm -hmm. do you think social media is affecting the way people, uh, uh, let's say, promoters make booking decisions, or labels make uh, demo decisions, or artists eventually get gigs? Uh, I think nowadays your social media presence is even more important than the quality of the music, which is insane. But I think it's true. It's a fact. Yeah. You know, um, people uh, who are um, coming into the scene like two years ago, they can blow up because of social media or some sort of hype. Like, I think Peggy Goo is one of the best reasons or one of the best... Uh, can allow you in some cases to skip some steps. So you go faster to... to you, you, you become... Let's say known much faster if you are if you have a good person. yeah I think so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. in terms as a promoter I even caught myself doing it as well you know uh, checking how much likes uh, on on Instagram or Facebook someone has uh, especially in terms of billing or so you know uh, you're always fighting with agencies about the billing uh, and yeah sometimes I even caught myself doing it the, the same way that I'm, I'm looking on uh, on their social media page and, and to see how big their profile is and how yeah. how big their reach is so yeah uh, so I think that a lot of indeed a lot of promoters are um, looking at those uh, 
profiles and uh, yeah i th um i had a discussion with an agent uh i think two years ago or something and he literally told me yeah uh, but he has to be uh above this certain artist because he has like 150,000 facebook likes and i was like what the fuck are you saying but now two years three years later yeah i even caught myself doing the same thing you know it's crazy but yeah but honestly on a personal note for us i think we are a bit too old school to uh really go and to really that. go dive yeah. in deep into it you know because yeah. sometimes if you see how the kids use social media um it doesn't feel very comfortable for us and sometimes it it uh, it's necessary to push certain boundaries but um i don't know it it, it, I, it it we know it necessarily we're not the types who can post every week three selfies or something like that no. this, this is ridiculous also, you know? that kind of and stuff, yeah. it's 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 far too far away from the the thing we think uh is the most important thing and that's music oh, we yeah. sound pretty old now right no no i think i uh, i have I'm, I'm using social media quite, quite a lot but i discovered also for myself yeah. i did the daily vlog uh, uh every day of on uh, last february and the idea was, uh, let me discover... Vlog or blog? Yeah, like vlog, vlog. So uh, one video, yeah. one minute of where I was saying, this is what I'm doing today. It was predominantly about music, but also how I was feeling, I was struggling and stuff. And yeah, and what I figured out... If there's something I, I couldn't do, I yeah. think. It's, very, it's personal. And I think we get a lot of pressure because it seems that like we all need to be doing the same thing. But I don't think that is necessarily true. And what happened with me is that I realized... Fuck! I'm, I'm investing one one hour roughly per day just to make a video, just to think about what you're gonna say, how you're gonna shoot it, and everything. Which I was spending mm -hmm. music, and for me it was like, okay, I, I don't know if I really want to do this. Like, uh, it, it also takes a lot of time, yeah, you know, yeah. about thinking about the content. When yeah. would you post the content? Yeah. How does it look? You probably have to edit it a little bit, yeah. you know. All these little things takes a lot of time because for instance i i did a, mm. a cooking video last sunday on my Insta my personal instagram just for friends mm -hmm. it took me like more time to upload the whole instagram story and editing all the videos than it took me to cooking the dish and eating the dish you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i now i understand how much time consuming it is to do a vlogging or something if you would do if you would do that on a daily basis yes and that, that is is more what you were saying dave is like okay should i do music that with that hour per day or should i do one video i don't know it depends i prefer to do put my time in music then instead of social media but honestly i think nowadays it's more important to do uh -huh. it the other way around but for us it doesn't work like that yeah. you know yeah but of course we do some things on social media but i think we could make we limit it we, I think. we limit it I, uh, we don't post every day something you know yeah, we, yeah. we i think we should i think to, yeah. to keep up with the rest but we don't do it yeah in, so let's say for, for an example like there is someone in your same mindset that says okay i don't want to do social media every day i know it's important but it's just it's not me it's not my personality what, what advice do you think you would give them like to be a bit more chilled about social media or be like okay you can still find your audience without social media 
Well, you know, you know what the thing is. I think, uh, like, not not every person is the same. Of course, um, uh, 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 some people are more comfortable to show themselves to the world or to make videos of themselves. But if you're not that kind of person, then maybe it feels forced. What what to do? You know, it's it's. I think it's really difficult for some people. Yeah. yeah. But at the other hand, I think. If we look at the content we shared in the past, or if you look at the success of people who are successful in social media, mm -hmm. the power of this, the success is in the uh, reality of yeah. the the person behind it. Yeah. It has to be so feel real. It has, it has to feel real, and people yeah. re need to have this, some sort of connection, connection, and and trust in that this is. Uh, he's acting now, or she's acting now, the way he really is yeah. in daily life. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if we if we would hire someone to do this all the shit, I don't think it it would make any sense. I think uh, maybe twenty five percent of it can be done by someone else, yeah, yeah. but the other seventy five percent should be done by ourselves because otherwise people would. Uh, would notice like, hey, this is not uh, yeah. how they are yeah. or something, you know? It's different, yes. Yeah. For people who don't want to use social media or want to limit their social media, what is a good way for them to still reach their audience if they make music? I don't think wow. people can keep up and stay in the business hmm. uh, without social media because if you look at uh, uh, Function and Regis, for instance, they decided not to use social media and they, they, they saw their gigs going down and down and down. Mm -hmm. yeah. And now um, I think Function started getting back on social media again yeah. now. Yeah. I think because also his agent told him to do like, hey, dude, you need to go back on social media because otherwise I can't sell you anymore or something. Yeah, I'm sure. But that's, yeah, yeah, that's so I don't think there's a way to express yourself and keep up with the... Uh, uh, there are a few uh, exceptions, like Helena House, yeah. but she's really one of the deepest one, yeah. probably deepest one. Yeah, yeah. So no, I think you need to really be social. If you reach a certain level, maybe you're allowed to skip social media. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm getting a call that I need to take. You can no worries. So you thank can you. Thank you for that. Um, no, I can uh, I can talk with you a little bit. No, thank you so much. You yeah, to. for sure. Yeah pleasure and 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 yes i mean we're gonna wrap up very soon uh, mm -hmm. so one thing uh, I'm, I'm just looking at the questions that would be very interesting yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so one thing that it, i have two more questions and then we're, we're wrapping mm -hmm. up yeah yeah, yeah. Go, go on, go on. Uh, one is that like so you guys are a great example of of two that people that really really like music they you do the best you can to make it work people who are starting off and how can they make it possible financially? Like, because gigs are very hard to support your lifestyle, to help you pay the rent yeah, for a long yeah, time. Yeah. The label is... Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, from my perspective, I would say um, you have a certain... You need a certain kind of uh, self-reflection. Yeah. So that you see... Uh, where you are exactly at the moment at this point in your life at your uh, with your career uh, most important thing is is really i always um, 
I'm a bit different as Paul. Uh, Paul is more rational. I'm, I'm more in. How do we call it? Into it. In, I, I'm, I'm working almost everything I do. I do on intuition, you know. So I think if you really live on your intuition and your passion, and you have enough self-reflection that you will see that you will get there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then uh, eventually it will happen. You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's a bit the, the other way around. I think if you really have faith in your thing, what you are doing, and you know it's uh, real and it's something different as other people, you know, yeah. I think you will get there then. Yeah. And I will talk for Paul. Paul will say that you have to have a lot of discipline, uh, work hard on it, um, be creative and um, always try to get the most out of everything, you know? Yeah, which is a, it's a great, great piece of advice. And I think the, yeah. what I also get from your words is also that the, the key is like persistence. Like you need to keep going at it. And if you have faith, if you believe it. For sure. You know, I, 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 um, this may be interesting to say, I, I don't do this, uh, because I want to earn money. I do this because I, um, I love to, I need to do what, um, I need to be creative, you know, I need to share, I want to share it with the world. I, I want to make people happy with my music and with my sets and okay, I will, I'm earning money with that. That's the result of it, you know? Yeah. And, um, of course that keep, keeps me going in that way too. But the first thing is to express the creativity, you know, yeah, and to do your, do your thing. And yeah, very inspiring. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, I, um, I'm, I'm really happy that we, we spoke about this because I think it's going to be inspiring for other people as well. Yeah, I can, can imagine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing. And um, yeah. yeah, of course, of course. And, and last question. So if you were to give one piece of advice to mm. or give a skill that you've learned over time to someone who is mm. uh, in, on their path, what would that be? Think about them as if they were an hypothetical children that you have at some point. Um, well, the, uh, I, I can say two things about that. Mm -hmm. uh, one is um, the main thing. I, th I think I watched a lot of other artists, but more like the techniques they are using. And um, uh, from that, I learned a lot, like um, watching how other people things do. But it's not, it's not really copying, but it's more uh, getting... Uh, some rules how you can do things. I don't know if it makes sense. Yeah, what I'm saying. It does, yeah. Um, uh, if you know, like, if you know the, the technical rules about something, how things work with producing or DJing, uh, then and if you convert that to your own soul or your own own passion mm -hmm. and make your own story about that, you know, I think that's the most important thing to do. Like, um, I see so many producers who only copy a certain kind of sound yeah. and then they think okay now i will make it because i'm copying that no that's not how it works it works the other way around i think um you have to let uh, your personal soul or feeling uh, has to be you know the number one and yeah. you take certain things from other people maybe or other artists but it's always um yeah yeah maybe do you know what yeah, yeah yeah so essentially you you watch how things are done by other people you learn from that and then you yeah. reinterpret them you make them your own and you make it you yeah know. yeah yeah exactly and and um don't don't be afraid to uh, step out of the 
your your comfort zone yeah. or um i think it's very important because there's so much music which already sounds sound like like it has been made before uh when i'm make, making music i always try to make something what what doesn't have has been made before yeah. you know yeah so, which is I think, yeah. is a good way to actually create new something new for real because you're like you're trying to deviate from what exists in your yeah. way and you develop yeah yeah, yeah of course the, the, you have some rules you have to you know like if you make a dance track it has to have beats or hi-hats or whatever you know but still i think i think for, for the future i think it's very important that um there will be a lot um uh, of, of the producers are there who, who will expand the borders you know yeah to, to 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 break the borders even because i think a lot of music sounds like each other nowadays but I think that will happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like our rose, like our rose to given, for instance. Yeah, which is really an artist um, who breaks the boundaries. I think. Uh, what's the name again? Our rose. Our rose. Our rose. rose. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Very interesting. So yeah, don't be afraid to break break the boundaries and um, yeah, yeah, get get inspired by other people, but uh, uh, mainly by yourself. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So, this, this has me uh, has been like a pleasure for uh, to have you, uh, Dave, yeah. and thanks well, to Paul as well. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I think he has an important yeah. goal from us. Uh, shared also. Uh, yeah. Thanks for having us. Well, pleasure. pleasure. I'm glad we can, could make it finally. So uh, our, our pleasure. Thank you so much for making it. Any okay. Any projects that are upcoming you want to draw attention to? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, well, actually, we work. Um, we we have we have a lot of tracks who are almost finished, so uh, we can use finally the time to finish them. Uh, we will do um, a remix for Below Service. I don't know if you know the no. the artist. Mm -hmm. It's a quite underground artist from uh, from Germany, uh -huh. uh, but we, we really like his music, so uh, we want to provide him with a remix. You know, uh, why not? Sounds good. So, yeah, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, and. Um, yeah, we are working for some label. I can't, I can't tell the names now, but uh, they are. They have asked if we can make a release, so we will try to do that in the upcoming months. And that sounds great. Yeah, yeah, we have we have like fifteen tracks ready, so almost. So we we there's a lot to come. Yeah, there's a lot to come. Looking forward to yeah. hearing more, and uh, I'll I'll ask you separately the links to all the uh, social media, so you can post everything. Yeah, great okay. to speak with you, and hope to okay. see you in Bye. person at some point soon. Yeah, okay. That's uh, for sure that will happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See you later. Ciao. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. bye. bye.